Let's talk about the new right. What is the new right? What am I talking about? We're going to talk about that tonight. We have Chip Roy, Kira Davis, coming up on I'm Right. The new right. You've probably heard that word thrown around a lot. Undoubtedly, you've heard me say it. My friend Michael Malice, I think, has a book called The New Right. This is something you're starting to hear a lot, and you're going to hear a lot more of it. But what is it? What are these people talking about? What am I talking about? Well, before we talk about what exactly the new right is, let's talk about what the old right was. And I want you to understand something. The old right sucks. It's not good enough. It failed us. This is what the old right was. The old right believed that we were simply in a political disagreement in this country. Just a little spat. Yeah, we all love America, okay? I mean, we just kind of have a different vision of it. Well, we can negotiate on good faith. Let's compromise. Any of these things sound familiar? You're probably sitting there just bashing your head right now as as I say these things. But that was the old right. Okay, well, look, in and of itself, in a vacuum, compromise sounds good, right? You probably compromise with your girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever you happen to have, boyfriend. There's compromise there. Hey, what do you want to eat? I want pizza. I want burgers. Let's go to the wings. It's something. It's compromise. Compromise sounds good. Well, actually, let's, let's talk about that for a moment. Let's bring up the couples thing because this will be perfect. The old right was this. The old right occupied a home with a spouse that was trying to burn the home to the ground. Only every single time they caught the spouse trying to burn the home to the ground, they just kind of forgave and forgot. You wake up in the morning, get a cup of coffee. Honey, what, why are you spraying lighter fluid on the curtains and, and playing with matches? What, honey, you're so crazy. Man, it's, it's okay. I forgive you. I love you. That was the old right. And soon, after how many years has it been have we been this way? Soon, the house is starting to look charred. And man, alive, it sure seems like, sure seems like she's doing this a lot. Oh, well, let's, I love the house just like she loves the house. That was the old right. The new right is the only way forward. The new right understands that we are not occupying a home with a spouse that loves the home. We're not occupying a a home with a spouse that wants the home to be better. Maybe a couple improvements here. Ah, new paint job. Maybe we need a new couch. Should we get some landscaping done? I love flowers. We're not occupying a home with a spouse who loves the home. We are occupying a home with a spouse who wants to burn it to ash. That's their sole motivation. They may try to convince you it's just a new couch, but you must know as part of the new right, it's not a new couch. There's something nefarious behind whatever they're doing. Oh, honey, please just let me burn this part of the kitchen. We need to remodel. This is part of a remodeling. No, no more, no more. We must accept that every reporter, every Democrat, 75% of the Republicans, every professor, athletes, actors, 
they are not out here trying to adjust the color of the curtains or give us a new couch. They are pouring the lighter fluid on, they are pulling out the book of matches, and there is only one solution, to jettison them from the home. We can no longer have the kind good nature that we've had forever. Oh, I love you, let's compromise. It is time to grow up, suck it up, and accept the world as it is, not as we want it to be. And believe me, I don't take pleasure in that. I wish we lived in a country where we just had some disagreements. Okay, so you're more of a pro-union guy. I mean, I'm not really, let's argue about tax rates a little. I think they should be a little lower. If you want them a little higher, I disagree, but I, I understand. I wish we had that country. That country's gone, it's gone. And I don't take pleasure, again, in saying that. That country's gone. The people we're up against, they're out to destroy us. I used to have this argument all the time. I ran for Congress a couple times and lost a couple times. But I used to have this argument all the time with my campaign staff. They would say, hey, uh, this local paper would be some communist rag. They want to sit down for an interview. That's exciting. And I would simply pull them in and I'd say, okay, okay. I'm not saying we can't, but... Would we give a sit-down interview to the communications manager of our Democrat opponent? What? What? No, of course not. Well, that's what the local paper is. I have watched Republicans play the left's game on the left's field with the left's referees enforcing the left's rules forever in some bizarre quest to be liked by the media, to be, to be called one of the good ones of, from the other side, and it drives me up the wall, absolutely up the wall. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. During the St. George Floyd riots, watching Republicans denounce white supremacy is one of the most nauseating things I've ever seen in my entire life. Over and over and over again, I denounce it. I denounce Nazism. I denounce white supremacy. Were you a white supremacist? Were you a Nazi? I hope not. You weren't either of these things. So you're denouncing them why? Well, they're telling me to. Why do you think the media asked Trump 8,000 times to denounce white supremacy? Well, yes, I denounce it. I, I denounce it. Yes, for sure, I denounce Why do you think they did that? Do you think they were genuinely interested in his answer? Do you think they wanted him to denounce it? Or do you think they wanted Donald Trump talking about white supremacy and Nazism instead of the other things? These people aren't out to get you to answer tough questions. They're out to destroy you. There was this recent video came out from Florida with 15, 20 idiots on the side of the road with Nazi flags. White pride is when you think it, white power is when you live it. You can shove that finger up your rabbi. He's a Jew. Look at him. Guess where you're going back to? No, we know you're a Jew. We can tell by how close your eyes are together, you I'm going to go tell somebody about this. Let me tell my rabbi. Okay. 
I think you get the idea. Uh, one, the chances those were Nazis and not people on the left dressed up as Nazis are very small. But let's just, for a moment, let's pretend they're Nazis. Why do I have to denounce them? They're not my friends. I don't know any of those people. Why would I play that game? Well, but you should. Nazis are evil. Okay, denounce pedophiles. Oh, well, well, why would I denounce pedophiles? Well, if I have to denounce things that I have nothing to do with that are disgusting, then we're both going to play that game. You see, the answer to denounce white supremacy is not, okay, I don't, I don't like it, guys. I'm a good one. The answer is to play offense. Denounce white supremacy. You, de you denounce pedophilia. That's your answer. Stop letting them frame you. Stop letting them choose the battlefield. The new right plays offense. The new right must be aggressive. Heavy D in Florida apparently is one of the few who gets it. So what I'm going to say is these people, uh, these Democrats who are trying to use this as some type of political issue to try to smear me as if I had something uh, to do with it, we're not playing their game. You know, some jackasses you know, doing this on the street. First of all, state law enforcement is going to hold them accountable because they were doing stuff on the overpass. Uh, so we're so they're absolutely going to do that, and they should do that. Uh, but I'm not going to have people try to smear me that belong to a political party that has elevated anti-Semites to the halls of Congress, like Ilan Omar, that have played footsie with the BDS movement, that even have people in their party that have cavorted with Farrakhan. No, we're going to take our record in Florida and what we've done, sign the strongest anti-Semitism bill in the country. We've stood, stared down companies who were indulged in BDS like Airbnb, and we've won. We've provided record funding for Jewish day schools, and we've had the strongest relationship between Florida and Israel than we ever had. That's how it's done. And frankly, I don't even think you had to go into all that legislation stuff. Well, no, this is what we've done. You didn't have to do that at all. You're not going to smear me. I'll smear you. That's the new right. That's how it's done. Offense at all times. What you don't do, what you don't ever do, is accept the left's premise. Allow them to choose the battlefield. Uh, uh, denounce white supremacy, guys. Okay, uh, I denounce it. I'm a good one. You never, ever, ever do the Lindsey Graham thing. And President Reagan said, running for office, that he wanted to put the first female mm -hmm. on the court. Whether you like it or not, Joe Biden said, I'm going to pick an African-American woman to serve on the Supreme Court. I believe there are plenty of qualified African-American women, conservative and liberal, that could go on to the court. So I don't, concede it. I don't see Michelle Childs as an act of affirmative action. I do see putting a black woman on the court, making the court more like America in the history of our country. We've only had uh, five women serve mm -hmm. and two African-American men. One of the good ones. Good job, Lindsay. Let's see. We nominate somebody, and all of a sudden there is an all-out assault from the media, Democrats, Republicans, profess across the board. There's an all-out assault to paint Brett Kavanaugh, who's the most milquetoast nerd ever, as an alcoholic gang rapist. They dug up outright liars and gave them features in major publications to tell outright lies with no corroboration whatsoever. Half the country to this day thinks Brett Kavanaugh is an outright alcoholic gang, rap gang rapist. What does the right do when they put up somebody? 
The affirmative action hire, what does the right do? Oh, I love it. It looks more like America. Yes. Pathetic. This new right must change. We must change, and not only must we change, we must jettison the old right. This must go away. We, we don't have this anymore. Oh, I, I saw Whoopi Goldberg stepped in it because Whoopi Goldberg has the IQ of a shoe. Well, also, if you're yeah. going to do this, then let's be truthful about it because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No, it's well, not about maybe race. It is. Yeah, no, it's about a different it, race. But it's it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but going it's after not, it's not about ideal race. But these are two Roma. white groups of people. We are all now dumber having heard the hags on The View argue about anything historical at all. And of course, the outrage came and Whoopi Goldberg apologized, uh, kind of. People were very angry and they said, no, no, we are a race. And I, I, I understand, I understand. I, I felt differently. I respect everything everyone is saying to me and I, I you know, I don't want to fake apologize. You know, I, I was, I'm very upset about, that people are, misunderstood what I was saying. Okay, so let's be clear about something. A couple things. One, she's not sorry. She meant what she said. She's not sorry. She doesn't want to share victimhood with anyone else. Most definitely they're not Jews in the Holocaust. That's what you saw here. And let's be clear about something else. This is the part where the right steps in, the old right, and says, well, you know, let's, let's not take part in cancel culture, guys. I forgive her. See how much better we are? We've been doing that for a long time. They're busy trying to get everybody fired, thrown in prison, and killed. We've been the better guys for a long time. How's that worked? Have the communists looked at our sterling example and said, you know, I was a vicious monster communist yesterday, but I think I'm done with this cancel culture stuff. Look how nice they are. Of course it hasn't worked. That's just blood in the water for those sharks. Whoopi Goldberg should be fired. Uh, I thought you were against cancel culture. <laughs> you got the wrong guy. Oh, no, no, I'm very pro-cancel culture. I believe in the complete cancellation of my enemies the same way they believe in the complete cancellation of me. Welcome to the new right. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. We have Congressman Chip Roy coming up next. Now, I hate thieves. Everyone knows I hate thieves. It's a pet peeve of mine. I know I'm a bad person, but I can still hate thieves. I despise them. Cyber theft is one of those things that really grinds on me because it seems, seems to go after older people the most, and I hate that. If you have a home title, maybe you're like me and had no idea it was online. I had no idea mine was online. And then I pick up my phone one day, and that's my home title in my email with my signature on it. You see, they hack in, they steal your home title, they take a loan out against it, and they wipe you out. They get you evicted from your home. They'll take several loans out against it. It's sweeping the country. Go get home title locked because they detect any tampering and shut it down like that. You might already be a victim of it. You wouldn't even know it. You can go to HomeTitleLock.com and put in your address and find out. HomeTitleLock.com. Promo code is radio. We'll be back with Chip Roy. Border security, Gov, we're working a lot with the neighboring countries. 
a lot to do. There's a lot. I think one of the fundamental things we got to do, in addition to some of the changes we'll make, we don't get into today, but is that if we figure out why they're leaving in the first place, it's not like people sit around and say in uh, in Guadalajara, I got a great idea. Let's sell everything we have, give it to a coyote, take us across the border, leave us in a desert, in a country doesn't want us, we don't speak the language. Won't that be fun? Um, you know, there's a, there are gangs we're working on. There's a whole lot of illegal uh, um, movement, but uh, there's also a way to begin to deal with the reason they're leaving in the first place. Well, at least it sounds like he has the energy to tackle the problem. Joining me now, great congressman from Texas, my friend Chip Roy. Congressman, I did, I, I did think it was really interesting how he said, well, I mean, on top of some other things that, w that we won't get into today, why, why can't we get into them today? We're on two million now, I believe the number is, after one year. What, what other things? What, what's he talking about? Do you ever sit back and look at this guy and think, this idiot is our president? I mean, yes. it, it, really, it really is astounding. I sit there and listen to this buffoon sitting there talking about, oh, we've got to get to the root causes while we're watching Kamala Harris, such as she even is relevant in her existence, going down into Central America and Honduras and saying, well, we're going to go figure out the root causes of the problem. I mean, what do you think the root causes are? You absolute moron, right? You sit there with a big neon sign on the edge of the border, sitting there at the Rio Grande, saying, come on in. That's the root cause. That's the entirety of the root cause. And it's the only thing that is actually worse than them are the ridiculous Chamber of Commerce puke Republican, who were the people who were doing that 10 years ago with a sign on the border saying, no trespassing, wink, wink, come on in, help wanted. Because that's exactly what's been happening for 10 or 15 years. But this guy is now just doubling down on it. And the only thing worse now is that Biden and Harris and then Mayorkas in particular are purposely endangering the United States and endangering the American people. Terrorists, fentanyl, all of the terrible stuff poured across our border, all in the name of this false name of compassion, all in lies, uh, which they're doing purposely to undermine us and endanger us. I'm glad you brought up fentanyl, and I'm glad you brought up purposely. I feel like, Congressman, this is one of those things that goes by a lot of people, and I realize there are a ton of issues. I'm not pointing any fingers at people, but fentanyl comes from China. It then gets to Central America and Mexico, and it comes into America, and it's killing a lot of Americans, and we have a president and DHS secretary who have the border wide open on purpose. In fact, they're spending a lot of money to keep the border open. This is a major controversy that gets no play. You know, remember in the 1980s, cocaine became the big thing, right? We had about 10,000 people a year dying from cocaine overdose. You had Len Bias, and you had all these high-profile deaths. Well, now you had 100,000 Americans last year die from fentanyl poisonings because China is driving it up through Mexico. The cartels are making money hand over fist, hundreds of millions of dollars, to drive all that into our country, to then have these synthetic opioids pump into our kids when our kids go take Xanax, because I guess they're stressed out of college or whatever the hell's going on, and they take Xanax or they smoke pot and it's laced with fentanyl. Now, our kids shouldn't do that, but you know what? We've had some high-profile deaths. There's a lot of low-profile deaths because this dangerous, addictive fentanyl is flowing through our country. Look, you know, I love watching the movie Miracle and looking back to 1980 when we beat the Soviets on Miracle on Ice. And you remember that Texas gal sent in that telegram to the coach uh, to, and, and said, hey, let's beat those commie bastards. Well, that's what we ought to be doing as a nation is saddling up to beat those commie bastards in China, 
to beat those commie bastards in Russia, to make sure that uh, Mexico's not abusing us. We don't have to go to war with them. We just actually have to secure our border, have a strong country, and then force good economic growth in the Western Hemisphere, rather than let the Chinese exploit us and our, our uh, you know, uh, fellow Western Hemisphere countries. Congressman, I know this is kind of a 30,000-foot view of it, but I do have these moments here, and you talk about it, where it, it sounds cheesy, it genuinely saddens me that securing the border is now a partisan issue. I mean, the things that have become partisan issues, it, it's so wild to me. What is a man or woman it is, is a partisan issue. Uh, standing up to China is a partisan issue. The things that are partisan should not be partisan. We can argue about tax rates or unions or something, but these other things should not be partisan, and that they are just sucks. Yeah, but this is the fundamental issue, right? When I grew up, you'd all go together and watch Rocky IV, and you'd watch him beat freaking, you know, uh, you know uh, what his name, the, the big, tall, white Russian guy. Drago. And, you know, Drago, thank you. And, you know, we had, you had Top Gun, and you had Iron Eagle, and you had all the... I get out all these movies, man, when we were fighting the commies, man. Well, Nat, do you, do you ever see any of that? Do you ever see us rallying around saying we need to go kick the Chinese in the rear end for what they're doing? No, no, no. We run around and we go buy more stuff. And, you know, we just had a little Twitter exchange where we talk about the gutlessness of Republicans who will go out and complain about all the things. And then they do the things, right? My Republican colleagues, they all jumped aboard the proxy voting litigation to try to fight proxy voting. That is having other people vote for you in the House. Guess what? Half of them or more voted by proxy. Then you have all these Republicans complaining about, you pointed out, the NFL and all their cancel culture and taking a knee. Man, how many of them were all pumped up to watch the NFL playoffs and talking about the great playoffs in the last few weeks? Or how about the same Republicans who complain about vaccine passport? But they're over there at the Capitol Hill Club about a block behind my shoulder having their steak dinners and talking to lobbyists. You know, or, oh, we don't like vaccine mandate. But you know what? Where are they this uh, month in defunding vaccine mandates in the continuing resolution? I currently have 45 colleagues on a letter saying they'll pledge not to fund a continuing resolution to fund government that enforces those mandates. Where are the rest of those Republicans? That means there's 200 and something missing. Where are they? That's the question we should be asking. Golly, that is... That is disheartening if those are the only numbers we have. All right, I want to rewind a little bit because I breezed past something I want to ask you about it. All the people who have come into the country, they're not all parked on the border. They're in the country somewhere. Congressman, where are 2 million people? Well, the the number's right. We apprehended about 2 million last fiscal year. If you talk to Brandon Judd, I know you know Brandon and the great Border Patrol guys, uh, what you'll hear is probably about a million were either released or were gotaways that came into our country. That's on top of the roughly million that we let in legally every year. Well, where are they? They're, first of all, they're scattered all over the country. We know right now we're getting videotapes finally emerging all the flights where the you know, current DHS secretary and his infinite wisdom are flying all of these people around our country. And these are single adult males, by the way. Uh, you know, there's family units and UACs, but also single adult males. And they're flying around the country. We've had them dropped off at the airport in San Antonio. We know that they're being distributed uh, through the country, and you know that because you had 600,000 family units that were put in facilities, and then suddenly the facilities don't have them anymore. So where the hell they go? They weren't deported, and we know they weren't deported. And so this is the truth. The American people are starting to catch on to it. I'm glad there was a flight that landed in Westchester County, New York. I want all those leftists in their fancy little rich suburbs drinking their frickin' Starbucks and riding their Pelotons to have to go look down the street 
and see what's actually happening that we're seeing down in South Texas every day. Congressman, thank you so much for what you do. Please keep it up. Hey, God bless, Jesse. Take care. One of the good ones right there. One of the truly good ones. Man, those numbers were disheartening, weren't they? You got, what, 40-some to sign on to a letter? 200-some? Oh, no, I can't do that. Yeah, we got, we got a long way to go with the new right. All right, coming up, we have some more COVID communism, but let's talk about something good. Let's talk about Eden Pure. In case you can't tell, I love this thing. And full disclosure, I was a skeptic. I was first told about this by a friend. Hey, Jesse, you should try one of these Eden Pures because I've always had an air purifier for my allergies and whatnot. So I finally get one and I pull it out of the box. And I thought, you gotta be kidding me. It's just this little black thing. It, it's just like that, just a little square goes right in the wall. And I plug it in, and it's not even hardly making any noise. I'm used to my air purifiers doing the It doesn't hardly make any noise. And I'm looking at it thinking, is mine broken or something? Oh well, leave the room, come back two hours later. My room smells clean. I didn't think it smelled dirty before. Why does it smell so clean now? This thing doesn't have a filter you can replace. It is a continual cleaning of your air. They call it a thunderstorm because it does in your house what nature does after a thunderstorm. It is amazing. I have three now. And because of that, they have a three-pack available for my viewers. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE, you get a three-pack for under $200. That's $200 in savings. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. We'll be back. We've talked about this before, so I'm not going to belabor the point. But it's time to talk about some COVID communism. If... I was to walk in your mother's room with an axe and I would kill her. I know it's a little dark, stay with me. You would consider that evil, right? You would consider me a murderer. You would want me sent to the electric chair or life in prison or whatever your views, I don't know, thrown in a vat of boiling oil, but you would definitely consider that an act of evil and I should be punished as a murderer, correct? I'm sure you're still with me, yeah? It's mom, right? Well. If mom was laying in a hospital bed, drowning in her own lung fluid, and you, you heard from several doctors, healthcare workers, that this drug that you have in your hands, that it can save her. She's, she's there, she can barely breathe, she's gonna die. And you heard that this drug can save her. And you want to give this drug to her. And I step in between you and mom and I take that drug from you and I say, nope, you can't. Is that less evil than killing her with the axe? Is it? Because I'm not going to let this go. I'm going to continue to bring this up time and time again. Between hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Now, I'm not pitching for either of those because I don't even know what's in them. I'm an idiot from community college. I'm a Marine. I don't know what's going on. But I know there are a lot of very, very, very accomplished doctors who have come out on behalf of both of those and said they are personally treating COVID patients successfully with those drugs. I mean, you remember we have famous people like Joe Rogan. They said they got COVID and treated it with things like ivermectin. I got up in the morning, got tested, and it turns out I got COVID. 
So we immediately threw the kitchen sink at it. All kinds of meds, monoclonal antibodies, uh, ivermectin, Z-Pak, uh, prednisone, everything. Uh, and I also got an NAD drip and a vitamin drip and I did that three days in a row. And so here we are on Wednesday and I feel great. Okay. I got COVID. I took this, I now feel good, right? Do you remember what the system's response to that video was? In case you don't remember, let me point this out. It blows my mind that Joe Rogan just yesterday admitted to taking ivermectin. Ivermectin is something more often used to deworm horses. Rogan telling his 13 million Instagram followers that he was treated with several drugs and he included ivermectin on the list, a drug used for Livestock. Rogan said the word ivermectin. Yes, that's the deworming medicine made to kill parasites and farm animals. So things are clearly bad, but they're being made even worse by people who have refused to take the vaccine and instead are swallowing horse paste. Does it bother you that the news network you work for out and out lied, well, just outright lied about me taking horse dewormer? They, they, they shouldn't have said that. Why did they do that? I don't know. Why did they do it? I, look, I asked you at the very beginning about the yaks and the medicine. Why do they do it? In case you're wondering why I brought this up, Japan just did clinical trials on ivermectin. You know what they found? Extremely effective against COVID-19. So allow me to ask again. If I step in front of you and I take away those pills you were trying to give mom, and I say, <laughs> no, that's horse dewormer. Am I less evil than the guy who walks in mom's room with an axe? And if I'm on the same level of evil, should someone be charged with attempted murder? If you're somebody who was denied ivermectin to COVID patients, you should be arrested and charged with attempted murder. I don't care if that makes you uncomfortable. I'm right. It's time. Kira Davis is joining us next. But first, I want to talk to you about something else. You've heard of Mark Chaikin. He's one of these genius Wall Street guys. been on Wall Street for like 50 years. He predicted the last major financial collapse. And he has something everyone needs to see. And there's the, I'm not charging you for this. There's no charge for it. Go to 2022marketmessage.com. He says there is going to be a major event in 2022 and there is something big coming this year. That's this year. 2022marketmessage.com. It's free. Go see what Mark has to say, all right? We'll be back. How long did you have to sit in that vestibule? How long were you in that vestibule? You've been in that vestibule since 9 a.m. Yes. You sat in, right in here since 9 a.m. Yeah. Did they come to offer you a drink? No. Did they come to offer you food? No. Did you ask to use the bathroom? Yes, but... You were denied that, correct? Catch walked, walked me outside. He walked me all the way around. He walked you around the building? Yeah. To use the bathroom? You've been in here for six hours? Yes. Okay. What time is it right now? 141. Say it louder. 141. 
My daughter has been in here since 1 or since 9 a.m. It is now 1.41 p.m. without access to food, water, or bathroom. Let that be on public record. Let's go. Joining me now, editor-at-large, Red State, Kira Davis. Kira, you have a piece up about COVID policies are no longer about health, only punishment. Kira, I got to tell you, when I see what we're doing to kids, it, it, it honestly, it makes me want to choke somebody. I mean, I'm in California, Jesse, and this is like my, and my, my kid goes to public school, and this is like our daily life. And she's not vaccinated, and so it is... It is, I can't even explain to you how ridiculous it's gotten. It's to the point where there are other parents who will be like, well, she can't drive in our car to this event because she's not vaccinated. It's just so insane. But to watch this father speak with his daughter and, and, and her say, yeah, they, they did let me go to the bathroom, but they walked me all around the school. Is that necessary when just this week the governor of California was at the, uh, a, a uh, playoff game with hundreds of thousands of people, you know, no masks, uh, hugging people, taking pictures. And he said even, you know what? I'm very judicious about my mask. I only took it off for the the photos and I put it right back on, which was a lie, but that's a whole other story, right? Jesse, that's a whole other segment. The thing is, they could have taken this girl through the school. It's just, a, she. they could do this judiciously. They could have figured out a way to get her from A to B without licking someone on the way to the bathroom. You know, mm -hmm. instead, they humiliated her and segregated her by taking her all the way around. It's punishment. It's punishment because she disobeyed, her parents disobeyed, and what they want is humiliation. Well... Most people can go to the bathroom without licking someone who aren't Andrew Cuomo, but we're not going to go into that right now. Kira, you said your child isn't vaccinated. You're in California. Why have you made that choice? She is a 14-year-old girl, and I am not uh, feeling very comfortable about some of the perhaps reproductive um, uh, side effects that may or may not come from this vaccine. I took the vaccine and upon my second dose, I had some issues. So I, uh, my childbearing years are over and I weighed the risk and found it acceptable for myself, but I don't find it acceptable for my daughter. She's got her whole life ahead of her. And unless you have a time machine that can take you five years into the future and give you some kind of um, peer reviewed studies, on what it does to the menstrual cycles and fertility cycles of young women, I'm not comfortable putting her future um, of, of motherhood on the line for a very new vaccine that I'm happy to stay abreast of all the knowledge when it comes to this vaccine and I'm happy to weigh all the benefits and risks, but I've weighed them and so far for my daughter, I don't find the risk to be uh, worth bearing, especially considering that she's already had COVID and she's just fine. Kira, you say it's about punishment. COVID policies are about punishment now. Who do they want to punish? You, me, anybody who didn't get on board right from the beginning, you're out. Anybody who did, if you did your 15 days or your 30 days or your 45 days to slow the spread, and then you were like, well, sure, that this was great, but I'd like to go back to work now, you're out. Anybody who did the two years and say, you know what, for two years, they have to know what they're talking about. It must be very awful if the government is still telling me to 
you know, restrict my income, restrict my child's education for this. But now I'm looking around, I'm seeing, okay, life is going on in other places. You're the one who should be punished. We're all punished. Anybody who does not toe the line on um, COVID tyranny is the enemy. And that is a tactic of tyranny, isn't it? Look at what's happening up in Canada. I cannot believe what's going on up there with the, with the truckers protesting their COVID mandates and to watch the Canadian media, the Canadian state-run media, talk about these people, their own fellow citizens, basically calling them racist just because that's a bad thing you call people that you don't like. There's no racism there. They're protesting mandates, but they're just throwing in racism, calling them everything but a child of God, even planting Confederate flags in these crowds to, to, uh, to draw attention. They're talking about these people like they're subhuman. That's a tact of tyranny. And that's what they want. They want you, the independent thinker, to be subhuman. And that way you won't cause them any trouble when they try to enact more um, restrictions and, and try to snatch more of your freedoms. You're the enemy for thinking for yourself. Kira, you may be able to uniquely answer this question. A lot of people may not know Kira is actually an immigrant from Canada, probably illegally. We don't have to go into all that. But why did Canada protest like this before we do? Well, they've got, now Canada is really restrictive. Uh, Americans might complain because we're so used to so much freedom. Like we, we get pretty hoity-toity about, about our freedom, but Canadians are socialists um, and they'll, they'll take a lot, they'll go through a lot. But when you look at some of the measures that have been enacted, it is becoming like Australia there and in fact, I was watching some of the protests over the weekend and um, Andrew Lawton is reporting uh, from a Canadian station up there. And he was saying, look, most of these protesters, many of them, uh, a, a strong contingent are from the province of Quebec, which has locked down almost to the point of real fascism. Where now in Quebec, they're talking about sending, and they are sending health officers to grocery shop with people who are unvaccinated so that they make sure that those people only get food and not anything else related to food or sustenance. So if they try to go to Home Depot, if they try to buy seeds at the grocery store to plant their garden, they try to buy their kid a toy at the grocery store, they cannot purchase those items. The health officer will force them to put them back. They can only get food and sustenance and then they must, have to, they must go right back to their homes. That's what Canadians are protesting. Good grief. Kira, I have a little video for you here, and then I want to ask you a psychological question. As it relates to, you're correct, I was very judicious yesterday, uh, very judicious, and you'll see the photo that I did take um, where Magic was kind enough, generous enough to ask me for a photograph, and in my left hand's the mask, and I took a photo. Uh, the rest of the time I wore it, uh, as we all should, uh, not when I had a glass of water or a thing, and I uh, encourage everybody else to do so. And, uh, and that's it. I was trying to be gracious and I made a mis you know, I mean, I was trying to be gracious and took the mask off for a brief second, but uh, no, I encourage people to continue to wear them. I love that. One, I love that. I love that. Well, look, I screwed up because I'm so gracious. It's just because I'm such a good guy. That's one, I love that. Two, do you think he's a psychopath? Yes, <laughs> he is a complete sociopath. Look at the way he talks. You know, he reminds me of that um, in the show Parks and Rec, where 
Leslie Nope or, or her boyfriend goes to DC to consult for a politician. He's just basically a robot. Like yeah, you know, he he's he stands still until somebody comes next to him and then he'll be like, nice weather we're having, huh? Did you see that game the other night? That's how Newsom is. He's just like, I, uh, you know, judicious and like this guy is, is, he knows nobody's buying this. Of course he wasn't wearing his mask at that football game. Of course he wasn't. And this is his, this is his excuse for every violation he makes of his own policies. Well, you know, I made a mistake going to the French laundry, but, uh, I just wanted, um, you know, I, I, my wife wanted me to go out, and and it was, I, I, it was a bad idea, and I'm sorry, but it was just one mistake. Oh, he goes to COVID, or excuse me, he goes to uh, Mexico after he extends the state of emergency for COVID in the states. The next day, he takes off for vacation in Mexico. What's his excuse? Oh, you know, I just made a mistake. It was just my wife wanted to get away, and when your family asks you to do something, you just do. You know, how many mistakes does this guy get to make? I guess he just keeps making keeps making all the mistakes and we just all look away i'm not sure um how many people are able to look away anymore and it's hard to get a read on that in california because the media is in newsom's pocket doing god knows yeah. what in there oh, whoopsie just my mask fell off again <laughs> just because i'm such a good guy kira davis thank you so much thanks jesse all right we got light in the mood next but listen have you signed up to be a supporter of The First yet? You know you get access to all of our specials on demand, behind the scenes stuff. You get everything. Go to thefirsttv.com slash support and sign up. Thefirsttv.com slash support. We'll be back with Light in the Moon. I have mixed emotions about this video. I watched it. I cheered. You're probably going to cheer, but I have mixed emotions. Anyway, watch it and then we'll talk about it. You going to pay for that? Huh? You going to pay for that? Yeah. Where? Huh? You going to pay for it? Uh, Come on, bud. Come on. Get out. Come on. Get out. 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 Here's why I have mixed emotions. Obviously, I'm happy. You're happy. I'm cheering. Nice to see grandma step up and take someone's mask off and tell them to get out. And you're jacking up the prices and all. That's good. But on a practical level, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, it worked out fine this time. If you're the type of human being who puts on a mask and walks in a store and loads up a grocery cart with a bunch of stuff that isn't yours and you're walking out the door with it, the chances you're also the type of human being who wouldn't mind hurting an innocent civilian are pretty high. Call the cops, let them go. All right? All right, I'll see you tomorrow.